I'm sorry. I gotta ask one more question yeah. about the throwing star. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Lunchtime in Rome. We are in a new year, nay, also a new decade. Yeah. January 2nd, 2020, episode 57, Lunchtime in Rome. We welcome everybody here to the table. We are excited to be doing this in another, uh, in a new year, in a new decade. And um, we are looking forward to you joining us around the table. Um, please visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. That's where you can find all of our downloads and social medias. Uh, please post, please respond, please, uh, you know, give us some topics that you want to hear about. Um, Jay, what's this about? Actually, this? hi, Jay. Hi. Hi, what's Eric. What's going on? Hey, happy New Year. Happy New Year, 2020. Is it Happy New Year or Happy New Year's? Hey, Is that a Pittsburgh thing? Happy New Year's going sled riding. <laughs> um, but this is a podcast that is focused on... Helping people, A, not be alone and learn and uh, equip them to keep others from feeling alone by meeting their emotional needs. Focusing on Romans twelve fifteen, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. That's why it's lunchtime at twelve fifteen in Rome, the Bible verse, Bible, the book in the Bible, Romans, which says that. Um, because really everyone, no matter who you are, where you are, experiences feeling alone. And you can have the best of everything, but if you're alone, it's bad. And if you have the worst of everything and you're alone, uh, it's even worse. worse. And so we model that in the first 20 minutes of the podcast by simply sharing in each other's lives and rejoicing and mourning at the tough things in life. And then we go over a topic of the day for about 20 minutes. And then at the very end, we look at situations where people in life can do better. And we're going to begin to unravel why did they not do better? And then we end on a high note and celebrate with people who can't do better better so that's what this is about boom boom so we're all here and um we've all had we we didn't do our podcast last week although eric did put out some uh a, a cool little mini segment if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to episode 56 it is all the drops that yeah. we've done eric explains what the drops are and uh it's it's actually really great it was a great surprise that you gave us on christmas eve it was really fun to put together yeah and it's going to be a lot easier to put together next time. <laughs> and I think there's going to be more because I think what I might do for next year is put in the ones that don't make it. Oh, because, you know, we always go. Pick- that's crazy. Well, it's the crazy. JV. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, we always pick one. Yep. Um, you know, people don't even understand what we're talking about. Yeah, they do. I explained it on the... On I know the, that, okay. but I'm saying, and not everybody maybe heard that, but it's amazing to me the number of people that didn't realize the drops were actually from the podcast. Yeah, so if you want to explain the drop, good. So people are Well, each week we say something at, in a point in time and we'll remember that, wow, that was funny the way you said that. And then we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out, and that's what's playing at the beginning. Some people think it's just at the beginning. They don't realize it's later in the podcast. It's in the show. and it's Or they think it's an outtake. It's unintentional. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not on purpose. Right. I like that could have been that could have been a drop. No. Yeah. It's not on purpose. <laughs> right. But, but that, it won't that be. couldn't be because the second one couldn't be the it. first one. It's too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But it's a lot. It was a lot of fun to put together, and uh, 
yeah, it should be it should be cool next time around. So too. that's one of the things that you've done since the last time we got together. Uh, who wants to start where? Because it's been man, there's been a lot. We've done a lot. I'll go first. That's Please fine. do. Okay. Um, and saying that, I really didn't think about what I was going <laughs> to talk saying about. That. Um, but we had a great Christmas. It was so much. It was so much. It was a mar- It was a marathon. You had. We have a marathon. Um, you had. A, I mean, a, I don't say rough, but. It was a lot of family. It was a lot of family, um, but a lot of it was awesome and and really fun. And it's been, you know, it's it's just, it's different with Mags around and watching everybody interact with her. And this and, is her first cognitive Christmas. Yeah, like she. I don't know if they sent cards out for that. <laughs> Happy Maybe. first cognitive Christmas. Correct. But this was like she she didn't really know what to do with presents at first. Like we had to kind of like coax and start the unwrapping and tearing of the paper. And then by the end of the night, she's unwrapping your gifts and unwrapping <laughs> everybody else's gifts. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, second Christmas and then third Christmas, she, she got it. You know, Cause you had three, it. you had Christmas three days in a row. Yeah. Cause everybody wants like individual time with us. And then we have the big, you know, uh, family dinner with my mom's side mm-hmm. and you know, all that. And so there's multiple celebrations and they were all great in their own way. And, um, Man, I I have like gorged myself. Like I, my my body is like salad, <laughs> please. Because um, we've just been eating so good, and you know, you guys were over for New Year's. We had the charcuterie board. Is that how you say it? <laughs> oh wait, that's another who was joke. it? Yeah, Lauren, yeah, Lauren Lauren charcuterie. Yeah, <laughs> charcuterie board. Hey, we had charcuterie board. Charcuterie. And I uh, want nothing to do with a uh, charcuterie board. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there it is. Timestamp that one. Right? I was gonna say there was a couple in there. So yeah, you had one just before on that, that when you said <laughs> salad was one. Uh, yeah, and then charcuterie board. Um, but uh depends on I guess how you well well I had so it? much fun like we always like it's it's char though if, if for those of you who don't know like Coochie. Jay is a great cook and uh we enjoy a lot of Jay's cooking and yes, a lot of times like do. when we're on vacation um Jay will just put something out and I had a lot of fun like we went to Sam's and I was like oh there's some some did meat. you put out a spread and I, and I, it bought, was I bought cheese and, and I, was I was only like, there for a minute yeah. But it was good. <laughs> but uh, like I was just having fun, like picking everything. I was like, man, this is gonna be good. This and you got all the good. cheeses there too at Sam's Club. Yeah, oh. it was awesome. Plus, you have butcher block countertop, which yes. is so baller. Oh, that and that's gonna huge. be the picture for this episode. Uh, yeah. So it was it was quite the spread, and it was delicious. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was you know it, there were so many good moments that I don't even know like where to like pinpoint one. But probably, well, and can I celebrate the fact? Yeah. And I wonder for people like, you know, because we've a bunch of people listening and watching on Facebook and we're excited about that who might listen to you saying, man, you know, this family wants individual time with us. This family wants individual time with us, you know, and they could be going, wow, that's a really tough thing to have. Yeah. to have so many people that want to be alone with you for someone who's alone. Yeah. Who just got who's right now sitting there saying, great, it's 2020. Nobody cared about me in 2019. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty of what we do, because. Yeah. It can be tough. Yes. And it can be a marathon. Go and, ahead. I, and for those people, I would refer you back to the episode we did right before we, we broke where it's like, what do you do for this year? If you if you have felt alone, there are. And, and the whole point of that one was, how do I not be alone at, at um, 
at the holidays or, or whatever it was. But some of the things, because we talked about like 10 different right. ways. And our heart does go out to you. Your heart, our heart does go <laughs> out to you. If you are sad. Yes. Or the other However, part. However, you, you just want to be alone. <laughs> That's what, it, and that's the that's what ends up happening in life is yeah. that when you're alone, you're like, man, I wish I had family to be around. And but when can I can I tie that thought please up? Please do. That what in in those ten things we talked about, some of those were, this is what you can do all year to to help yourself not feel alone. You Great know what point. I mean? So, like, if if you want, go back and listen to that and start building those bridges that you're you're gonna maybe want you know towards the later part of the year if you yeah. hate the holidays or whatever. Right. Or just don't like being right. alone. Right, December 24th, <laughs> you're kind of screwed. Yeah. But I think what you were alluding to, Jay, is for those of you who aren't alone but kind of want to be alone, mm. it's probably because you're not your emotional needs aren't being met and you don't want to be around those people. Right, because they're <laughs> sure. killing your emotions. <laughs> or you, public. Don't, you don't have that outlet. Or you don't have the outlet. You don't have the support. Because you can get with us and say, here's what happened. And we go, oh, gosh. <laughs> like, y'all are so close. Or, <laughs> right, right. But you're having that time. Yeah, and it was great. And, like, man, just watching... Maggie with we had a moment yesterday we were over at Chris's for for New Year's and um, we had a moment in on uh, New Year's night with Abby yeah, we've been together this is the third night I know, in a row it's crazy with um, Abby and Maggie and like Abby oh. just making Maggie laugh yeah and it's that just was cute. like and of course you captured it with a picture beautiful picture and I was just like Ugh. like yeah. there's so much emotion in that because like man like Abby's like a niece to me and like we've you know I've known her since she was born mm -hmm. and we've been to the beach every single year pretty mm -hmm. much since she's been born and like she's very much a part of our life and has been a huge part of our life and we just love her so much and now we're here you know with our baby that we never thought we would have and I'm just watching like my number my number one girls interact with each other and like they're just having so much fun like I was just like yeah this is the pinnacle of yeah. like awesome it was so great so much fun and the picture i'm so glad i got the picture because like picture. it's just fun to see yeah so that yeah that, was, that makes me glad to know that that was one of your prime moments yeah because i helped with abby yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna take credit for yeah, it that's fine but no that that real that's it's awesome for me on so many levels because you know it is my daughter but knowing everything that you guys yeah, went through you've and known our journey and, and, and you think yeah. thinking that she was going to be your kid you know i mean essentially you know that was your that was as close you were probably going to get that and Code Man, you know. Ah, Code Man. Code Man. Oh, first Christmas without Code Man. Yeah, first Christmas. Did you have any moments? Man. You know what? Um, yeah, like there was moments where like um, definitely missed them, and there was also moments like, you know what? It's you know there is there is part of it like things are a little bit easier. Like when we were having you guys over, like yeah. he's not up of everybody's butt, like trying right. to get food. And, you know, so there was that, but then, um, you guys brought Chalupa over mm -hmm. and that night, our dog, mm -hmm. not the Taco Bell so right. much. <laughs> right. Um, but we had, a Amy and I had like, you know, we have 50 pillows on the bed and there was a big piece of crap, <laughs> <laughs> but one of them is a bigger pillow. And it was like laying, it ended up in the, in the middle of the bed. And I like felt it and I was like, oh, co-man. And oh, like, yeah, I, I think it was just cause like Chalupa was around and like I was, uh, you know, playing and like, it just felt like there was a dog in the house. And then like there was that, cause that's where Cody would be like in between us. And I reached down, I was like, nope. <sighs> and I had like a little bit of a moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it's good though. It's, Were it's you good. able to, you know, he said it's easier. Do you feel guilty at all about that? Not me now? No. 
me maybe before like all the emotional need stuff probably yeah right um I definitely miss him when Maggie's like throwing food off of the well <laughs> we've gone over that that is incredible <laughs> um but but yeah I'm I'm okay like he like he he finished strong here at the new house. He practically has had his own dog park in the back. Sure did. He was living his life. He 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 loved it. He you know, loved he was so good with Maggie. We were kind of nervous about like him like just bulldozing her over, but he was so gentle with her and and you know, he went quick and yeah. You know, we had a we had a full life with him. Yeah. So it was good. Good. Yeah. Alexis one of her one of her moments from uh, Tuesday night, New Year's Eve, um, when we had Chalupa over here, where she was like, she was sitting on the couch opposite you, and Chalupa was kind of in the middle, yeah. And, and she was was just watching you because you just kept like petting Chalupa and like mm-hmm. you know almost like unconscious, you know, unconsciously doing it, you, yeah. You know, and I, I I thought that was pretty cool to yeah. You know, Chalupa maybe help bring you a little bit of comfort. Oh there. man, I love having Chalupa over. Yeah. Good. I can bring her over and she could stay here forever. <laughs> <laughs> and done. This entire podcast was set up to get Chalupa out of Brian's yes. house. First goal Sucker. of 2020 is accomplished. accomplished. Check. What about you guys? I had a very nice Christmas and New Year's. It was interesting for Joe and Bella, you know, being a very low tech Christmas because mm, you know, he, he got a computer last year he got a computer last mm-hmm. year and they've gotten phones in the computer. past and yeah like a big computer yeah um, you know and this year like it was so funny because Joe's working mm-hmm. and so he's got more money than Rachel and I do yep and so it's sort of like yeah he buys what he wants you know and it's yeah. not and he doesn't have many needs right and and Bella had a nice big list but it was all low-tech stuff and immediately after and it was a, so like funny. like what does Bella like 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 she wanted um, I mean, not to like blow her up, but no, a weighted blanket. Yeah, you know, one of those cozy weighted blankets. And um, admittedly, I'm where'd you get it from? Rachel probably got it from Target online. Okay, I got one for Amy from Big Lots. Ah, Big Lots. Yeah. Um, but also, she wanted the 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 thing she like that was unnecessary that she wanted like was these super cool LED lights for her bedroom. Mm. That, oh yeah, that we got her a couple strands so she could circle her bedroom. Yeah. Like, and you can customize the lights and oh, nice. program them and everything else. And one of the things that Joe wanted was just he said a cool pocket knife, mm-hmm. which he's got about three or four knives, mm-hmm. and one including he just bought himself, which is like a necklace. But then it's like two fingers of brass knuckles, but there's a blade in the middle so that you can like punch somebody. I could totally see Joe on the street (laughs) with all of his weapons. Excuse me, hold on, wait. And so I bought him a, knowing it's not what he wanted, I bought him a Swiss Army knife Mm because he's got other cool knives. Knowing it's not what he wanted. That's not what he meant by a cool knife. Uh Like a knife that you could pull off of a necklace into a... That's not a knife. Right. That's a knife. He probably wanted something like that, but I thought, you know, the boy should have a good, solid pocket knife you're an eagle scout i'm sure I that you know how scout. to use those it's a more functional that he'll actually exactly. use yeah not and of course coming to realize boy swiss army knives are still a little pricey yeah. so that was interesting but while i was at ralph's army surplus Ooh. buying his it's swiss been army been about knife, minutes since i've been in there i looked over and i thought oh chinese throwing stars <laughs> <laughs> oh why not be an irresponsible dad <laughs> so the cool part for me um i mean there's lots of cool parts of christmas one was taking my boy to work at 8 a.m so he could work a two-hour shift on christmas morning and make double time which is nice hey wow but that's a that's a moment 
in life when yeah. you're like, I'm taking my son to work. Christmas. Yeah. Like, wow. And he didn't have any desire to look at the presents beforehand. Like he was just like, yeah, let's go to work. Wow. Yeah, like in, you know, wow. growing up, you're like, nobody's allowed in the living room until yeah. mommy can get pictures of everybody. You know, all that stuff. I but, feel like we, this is like, we, we've talked about this before where you never know it's going to be the last time for that or the, yeah, you know? And like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. So picked him up, got home, opened the presents. It's all good. And like immediately thereafter, Bella's upstairs, you know, putting up her lights in her yeah. room. Joe's outside trying to find a place where he can throw trying throwing to, stars, trying to find a rabbit. <laughs> and it was funny because I said, well, here you can throw them again. Cause it's, you know, he's not the greatest athlete. <laughs> No. So he's going to miss more than he's going to hit. Yeah. So it's what's behind what you're throwing yeah. at. Because let me tell you, right. they were like 15 bucks for four throwing stars. Uh-huh. And they're, I mean, about this big. Yeah. I mean, three inches, four inches, and different numbers of blades on them. Pointy thingies. Pointy thingies. Um, super crazy, scary sharp. Yeah. And it was like 15 bucks. Yeah. So I let him throw against our white fence, uh, like where my grill is. Yeah. Because behind it is just backyard. Yeah. And, uh, and we were thrown and he was out there for probably an hour and a half. And I thought my kids are playing, you know, for the first time ever, they're actually playing with the things they got for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That isn't a phone or a video game system. Right. It's manual analog. And then of course we realized when he missed and threw over the fence, Oh boy, it's pretty hard to find. Yeah, they are because they're black. Right? Yeah. So then he went and spray painted them red. Cause that's the only spray paint we had smart blends in nice with the leaves. <laughs> Later on, I'm cooking in the kitchen. I see him wandering around outside. He goes, I spray painted them red, and I've lost two of them. <laughs> but um, So it was good, and uh, we went to Westerville to be with Rachel's aunt. What, you're... I kind of wanted you guys to make like a, like a wooden target, and like we need to like do like... Uh, well, tell you what, it's a lot more fun than axe throwing, and I spent a yes, lot of money to go dude, axe throwing. I can, I can basically guarantee you that, because one... It'll just be more fun because it's like us fooling around in your backyard. But like, we should make like a like this summer target. Well, target. we have That'd these be awesome. bifold doors in our basement that no longer fit because my house is shifted and the carpet's here and this and the other thing. So I said, Joe could spray paint a target on the back and we could throw it on the back porch. I'm down. And so he had it in the backyard, and now I have a black <laughs> rectangle in my grass spray painted. <laughs> I was going to ask you as you first started to tell the story. How is this going to morph into something completely different? Because last year you had house ball, and that started with a little ball that you guys found in, and then all of a sudden there's house ball, and then we went to the beach and it became something even different. Beach house park ball. So how how will this Chinese star throwing thing totally evolve? And you've already described how it's already done. Yeah, I I already have a rectangle painted in my backyard. Let's cut the show short, guys. Let's go. That's it. But uh, but it's not done yet because the paint ran and he didn't make a very good target on the back. But so yeah, that'll be a plan house or uh, throwing darts. The one is only four and it's almost like a square and it's really hard to get it to stick. Yeah, to stick. Yeah. But let me tell you, when the other one stick, good feeling. Nice. Very satisfying. Thunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see how. I mean, that would be a bad. Uh, price, it it would be bad. It wouldn't tickle. No. Yeah. It would stick too. Like the definitely the six pointed one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyhow. It's but weekend. we went and visited Rachel's family, which is the first time I got to go in five years because I always had something else. Rachel mm-hmm. has her aunt and her cousin and their family, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm sorry. I got to ask one more question no. about the throwing star. <laughs> <laughs> so some of laugh. you may not know <laughs> that um, <laughs> uh, some of you may not know that Jay is really, really, really good at throwing cards yes true oh. has that translated and like i mean he could cut Scary. you with a card i have cut people with cards yeah and 
has that translated poor poor young teenage girl (laughs) sliced her nose wide open on a uh, retreat and she never came back Hmm. (laughs) so i was curious no um it's not it hasn't translated we looked at it we looked into it because joe knows how to do it as well he's he's okay at throwing cards yeah yeah yeah. um do you remember i did that in a sermon once (laughs) yes you did i was like what i was pretty nervous it was pretty scary because i've seen you throw it before that and it's like dude (laughs) you you hit an elderly person i did in the 9 a.m Anyhow, point story is this, which why did I then throw it in the 11? Um, I made it in the back of the sanctuary. Point of the story is it's still, it's. Um, did you guys look up how to throw it correctly? No. Okay. No, Joe throws them I'm overhand. Sure. Why would you I threw do that on a dangerous sideways. thing like that? <laughs> right. I threw them both sideways and overhand, but I threw, when I threw sideways, uh, it got a little too much elevation. So uh, you gotcha. just throw it like that. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. To throw it like a card. I guess we could try it, but I, you can't grip it as well. Yeah. I think I can still throw it harder this way. Yeah. Because that's the way we finished. Joe said, we're not going inside until somebody gets the, the four-pointed one to stick because it just kept bouncing off the wood. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I'm cold. We got to go. <laughs> and so, of course, I threw my arm out throwing as hard as I could, and I got it on the first one. But <laughs> all's well that ends well. Yeah. Brian. You were talking about going to Rachel's uh, family. Oh, the, probably the highlight for me was Rachel's cousin, Chris, She's married to Dan. Dan is an IT guy, and they're Michigan folks. Literally, their high school is Heartland School District, mm-hmm. right near Ann Arbor. and On Main Street. Yeah. Yeah. America. And he's just good people, mm-hmm. you know? So you went to Michigan. No. We went to Columbus where her aunt Oh, lives. that's right. They come me. down, we that's come right. over. Yep. But just my point was, Rachel said he laughed more than she's seen him laugh in five years with me being there. And I said... I. I'm I'm this person to several people, which is I believe I say everything he wants to say, but mm-hmm. chooses not to. Yes. So that when I say it, he's like, oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't say it. You know, <laughs> so it's just fun to be that for him or else he thinks I'm an idiot. It's too close to call, really. But <laughs> that's awesome. Nonetheless, he laughed. That's awesome. So there. Food? Lots. That you made or ate? Um, you know what? For Christmas, I did both smoked beef ribs and a rib roast. Oh, my gosh. Um, did the beef ribs. We didn't even talk about nope. the rib roast. No, I didn't hear about that. I tell you what, it was so good. It was so, so good. I almost went to Sam's the next day to buy another one, <laughs> even though they're, you know, $90 or whatever, because mm-hmm. I didn't get enough of one. And I wanted to eat it like prime rib. Yeah. Because for dinner at Christmas, you got to cut pieces and all that kind of stuff. But it was like meat butter. Yeah. Oh, it was. And I, oh, it was so good. I cooked it so slow because I do a reverse sear. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. 200 degrees. Well, actually, I did 215 because it kills bacteria, they think. Anyhow. They say cook it as low as 150, which then you have to cook it for like four weeks. But I cooked it at 200 for like four hours. And then when it got just about to rare, you shut it down. And then what the beauty of it is, I took it over to their house, cranked the oven up at 500 once you take everything else out of the oven. Yeah. And then you get your crust on it at the end rather than the beginning. Right. And the nice thing is then you don't have to let it rest because it already rested. So you seared it, put it in the smoker. No smoker. The beef ribs are smoked. Sorry. The regular I put it in the right, oven. Put it in the oven. Didn't sear at all. Two hundred degrees. Okay, so you didn't do. No, you don't sear to the beginning. I got you. That's okay. hence reverse. I got you. That would be a sear sandwich. What you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's two hundred degrees. Okay. And then at the very end, you crank it up. How long? At the end? Yeah. Ten minutes. Okay. Just five hundred. Yeah, that's hot. That oh, is it's hot. hot. Browns the meat. Yeah. And it was so. it was so good. Oh, so good. That's awesome. So that's my story. What's your story? Everybody has uh, a story. I've got a couple. Um, to Hollywood. 
I think honestly, looking back on everything, my favorite moment was Christmas Eve out of this whole last couple weeks. Wow. Yeah, it really was. I, I, I mean, I've had Eve a lot. Uh, I've had, yeah, I've had a lot of great moments, but Christmas Eve to me, it started with, I, I, I worked that day. Um, Missed you that. And day. it was a decent day of work. Yeah. Um, and then I knocked off a little bit early and watched Christmas Story with the kids and then got ready for church. And then we had a great night at church, great night of worship and, and just a, a little bit of fog. Night. Crazy fog. Um, but the ch- I, I love Christmas Eve when we do the, the whole candlelight thing and, and being up on stage the way that we were. And you took another fantastic shot, Eric, from, um, I don't know, if, I guess from the drums. but No, but see, that's what Joe called you out as a liar. Wow. Well, where'd you get it? It was at. It was like in the back. I wasn't actually sitting. Whatever. It doesn't His matter. His caption was, was "Drummers a... have the best view." And Joe's like, "Why?" Actually, he's not I, I, at the I drummer could station. tell he wasn't at the drumming station because because I was up on this the left side. I am the of drummer. The I had the best view. <laughs> Enough said. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> You're gonna write headlines for the news. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to Joe and be like, "Look, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> Being so technical, <laughs> but you get to see see that view. So I saw that view. Um, it is something to look out over it. It's awesome. Honestly, a little selfishly, I like looking at that picture of me with my guitar. Like, so it's kind of like a me inception, you know, like I knew what I was seeing and then yeah. I saw myself from behind. Yeah. So that was very cool. Yeah. Um, and then we did, we went to a, um, the, uh, an Asian restaurant afterwards and ate um, just really, really good sushi and, and stir fries and different things oh, like that. So but much. we, and, and originally it was going to be. Did you guys share? We kind of, you know, yeah, shared things shared, around. Shared yeah. a couple bites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we ate what we wanted to eat, but then we would. You Alexis know. got, a, they called it a snow white roll. Oh, she sent the picture. Oh, man. Dude. I don't know what I liked better. I think so I liked whatever good. you got, a Pittsburgh roll or whatever that was. That was the Pittsburgh roll. That was legit. Man. Oh, man. They were both so good. Yeah. Um, Everything there. It was. Yeah. But we had, we had a couple bottles of wine and we what? just, th- there were a couple of, uh, you know, the three of, like three of the four families were up there. Um, but then we had a couple friend. Well, we had a friend who we don't really see a whole lot, and she brought somebody from St. Louis who has moved in. Like he's he's moved oh in. her roommate. Yeah, he came out. And oh, that's it, awesome. It was just yeah, it was like great. and and th- what I loved about it was he loves Christmas, and this was his first Christmas away, and he w- you could tell he was sad, and so we started to talk, and I, like you could just tell that this was meaning so much to him. Yeah, and in turn meaning so much to our our, our friend. How am I only hearing about this now? That know. is so great. Well, right we purposely said we got to save this for the pod. So uh, you guys are great. <laughs> so, and I just had like, it was just such a great moment. And then uh, we went home and Alexis and I had already been done with presents. Like we'd already wrapped, like we were a hundred percent done yeah. in the past. We've had to wrap some presents sure. and it's kind of, you know, it, you're, you're still enjoying it. But like we went home and we just, we were talking and we were kind of reminiscing about the year. And to me, it was like, it, like, I think I like the, you know, we, we've talked about it with vacation, you know, like once you start the clock on vacation, it's gone. You got a countdown. Yeah. And so, and this year particularly, I was very intentional about in September or in, in, um, uh, like Thanksgiving. I was like, all right, now we're in Christmas. This is Christmas. Cause like mm-hmm. to me, that whole run up is, and so we went and got the tree. This is Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I just, I really appreciated that this year. And it, it, to me, it culminated on, on Christmas Eve where everything's set. But it's not quite there yet, and yeah. and I'm I, I loved it so much. So we just Christmas Eve is my favorite um, moment of this this these holidays, and um, just the glow, you know, just the glow, and and um, everything just seems to be in its place. Uh, I think for me, what I ate was 
two things. One, on New Year's Eve, you brought that like all your all the charcuterie, the, everything thing that everybody was brought so good. You, was brought, so good. you brought over that stuff from Sam's Club that was amazing too. It was. It was really the uh, the oh crab gosh. rangoon. When and you the, tried to offer me breaded <laughs> shrimp, <laughs> and I was like, Jay, you, "Have we met? Do you want to feel awful tonight?" Yeah. <laughs> but you brought over the uh, homemade cheese ball, two homemade cheese balls, but one Ooh. had the remnants of your. They both did. The one had bacon crust. That's yes. the one that I just focused on. Like I was, I was like hand picking. Over over Chris and Amy's, you brought it as a second day kind of a thing. Yeah, and I was like, I don't see any uh, utent, and just started <laughs> eating. Really it. Just pick it up. <laughs> I did. I just started eating it. Well, that's because there were leftover uh, beef ribs that I had smoked, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you can't. Re-, and we talked about this. You can't reheat beef ribs; they get real dried out. Whatever else. Yeah. So I just put it in the food processor and ground it up and put it into a cream slash cheddar cheese spread and made it a cheese bowl. Yep. Cheese bowl. And it was fantastic. Oh, it was glad delicious. You liked that. And then last night we went over to Chris and Amy's, the fourth member of the fourth family. Not that there's an order, but the, the, the missing And not that everybody's member. family is a member of our family. Yes. But um, these four families. The four, we, these four families. And, and Chris made pork roast. Uh, um, what is it? It was sour, pork shoulder. Pork, pork, pork shoulder. Pork, pork butt. Pork, pork, and, pork butt, wasn't right. it? But that's a shoulder. Pork and sour. Ah, okay. pork, yeah, it's called pork shoulder butt. I'm so confused by all of I know. that. I know. So I, I want to know what How portion. can the same animal give us bacon, <laughs> ham, and pork? <laughs> it's mythological Some animal. magical animal, Lisa. Um, he made hello, pork Oma. roast for the ages. Dude, it oh was so gosh. like we all and and it was just the cut of meat that he got. Like it wasn't a it wasn't a pork tenderloin. Well, but he said, "Oh, I just stuck it in and and, that, and then he's like, "Well, I put a layer of coleslaw, then a layer of apples, and then I add a little bit of water and a little bit of that." I'm like, "Bro, that's Yeah, that's a know, little bit more than just sticking I it just in." I just threw it in a cookbook. Yeah. But point is, it was fantastic. I ate it again tonight, and I overate so much so that you brought over a shrimp teriyaki. I sure did. And we ate it, and I was like, oh, now I can't even breathe. So, like, I suppose that's good. Yeah. But so, I've shut off my taste valves. So, Because um, that's a thing. And now's the time for New Year's resolutions. And everybody, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people make the New Year's resolutions. I read something about, I can't remember if it was like Planet Fitness or, or um, like an international gym or like, you know, like a national gym or something like that. But there was this gym where for the first week they bring in all these extra treadmills and all this extra stuff. And then they take it out the, the second week because that's when everybody's done with their New Year's resolution. Can, so why do we do that? Why wait do we, a minute. Yeah. They bring extra equipment. They bring extra just for equipment a week, be, for for all the people that are like, I'm going to go to the gym. And then they never Dude, go to the gym. I was after wondering because they had just opened up that one in Monroeville by Value City, like not too long ago. Like they just took over. So Planet Fitness, or yeah. Oh, they took over a Crunch. Uh, no, I think it was like that Indian restaurant or something. Oh, I can't As remember. It is. But um. But they were just unpacked. I was like, I thought they were already like moved in. So I oh, wonder. So literally, they were bringing in extra. I think they were for the bringing first. in extra. Yeah. Well, Chris and Amy, Chris, when he was dropping off the food, said they were at the Y. They joined the Plum Y. And I said, you went today? <laughs> like, why would you go today? Yeah. He goes, it was really crowded. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So for the first week, it's going to be crowded because everybody's like, I'm going to go to the gym. Wow. I'm going to quit drinking alcohol. And then like by the second week, everybody's back to their own. Why Why do we do that? And that's kind of the topic of, of our pod today. And the thing is, we make resolutions for all the great reasons. You know, it's it's a it's a new start. It's a yeah. new year. We better ourselves. It's, and it's funny that this past week I didn't preach this Sunday because I was out in Ohio and a bunch of different people I know showed up for the first time that I've been talking to about coming to church. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you come after the first. Like, why did you come when I wasn't there? But it's a good benchmark and it makes all the sense in the world to want to better ourselves. And you hear a lot of people say, like me, 
you know, I don't make resolutions. I'm always trying to better myself. I don't need a date on that, which is true. Yeah. But a lot of people take the fresh start new year. You know, and like you said, your body's dying right now yes. from what you've done to it the last several weeks. It's a good Gosh. time to cleanse the body yeah. and do all these things. And so we make good resolutions and some it's adding to our life, you know, and some it's taking away bad things from yeah. our life. But what we want to talk about is this, not so much why we do it, but the sad reality of why they don't work. Right. Um, and really what they are in the first place. Um, and that is something we'll be talking about in the next couple of weeks as we revisit the basics of all of this. But we want to fix ourselves. We want to better ourselves and we want to clean up our life. But the reality is we fail and it becomes part of another loop. And we fail because the reason why we have these negative behaviors in our life are they are the penultimate result of hurts that have not been comforted. Right. And so they go through all the stages um, and this is the smallest example to the big, biggest examples, things that happen just once, things that happen repeatedly. The hurt goes to anger and it goes to fear and it goes to guilt and it goes to self-condemnation. And then we have too much. And that's the things that everybody's making. And that's New the Year's, cup. That's the cup. Yes. Emotional cup. And that's what happens the things that come out of the top of the cup, the negative behaviors in our life that we are resolving our resolution to no longer do are the things that are fueled by these unmet hurts. Yeah. And it's the way we're coping with them. You know, you said, you know, in a subconscious way. And so the reason why the, the resolutions don't stand is because you haven't fixed the reason why you're doing that negative behavior in the first place. If everybody could say, I am no longer going to have a heroin problem. Mm hmm then you'd probably not have a heroin problem. If you could, if that's all it took. Right. Or if I you were really declare bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah. And that's and, the difference between clean and sober. Right. You can go to jail and get, and ha you can have the greatest New Year's resolution. I'm never going to drink again because I got put in prison right. for 10 months. Mm -hmm. Probably going to drink when you get out. Yeah. yeah. Because you didn't handle, you didn't resolve the hurt that caused you to well, be there in the first place. Right. And I see, I see that like looking as, as a picture, like, you know, you've been stabbed in the ribs several times and then you're like, I'm not going to feel pain anymore. I'm not going to bleed. I'm not going to bleed anymore. And that's just not the reality because you can't, you have to, you have to bind up those wounds properly mm -hmm. or you're going to get infected or you're just going to keep bleeding out. So, and I, if people that don't know this whole emotional thing and like, as we're finding out, you just can't decide to do something if those things, ha those other things, those causes haven't been dealt with. I was in a meeting earlier tonight and, uh, as a pastor, I do those things. And that's easier said than done. That's what I just said is so easier said than done. Right. But even just beginning to realize, okay, and, and let's go to the, I want to go to the ramifications of what happens when we fail. But before I do that, I want to say I was meeting with somebody earlier tonight who's very hard to comfort. I mean, praise God, they're almost impossible to comfort. And uh, I said to her at one point, I said, you know, I'm really sorry that your dad treated you the way that he did. I said, you deserve much more than that. And my heart breaks for that little girl that heard that. And she said, yeah, but it's in the past. Hmm. And I said, yeah. I said, but it's not. And she goes, no, it's in the past. I can leave it in the past. And I'm like, you're a mean, terrible person. And that's why. But I didn't say that. <laughs> I, said, I said, no. I said, it's in the past. I said, but it affects the present. Yeah. And it will continue to affect 
the future. All that stuff will rear its ugly head. And I'm high-fiving myself in that mm-hmm. moment because yeah. she didn't have anything to say except I'm grieving with her. Right. But right. yet in my mind, I'm like, I win! <laughs> because you can't just say it's in the past because it's why you are the way you are today right. and why you want to ch- Just by saying, well, that was long ago. Okay. Fact. Again, the knife is still <laughs> yeah. stuck in you. <laughs> that was a week ago. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. Right. And that's why my heart breaks as you do want to better yourself now. And you say, okay, that's it. I'm not going to, you know, drink as much. I'm not going to overeat. I'm not going to, or I'm going to mm-hmm. better myself by doing, I'm going to work out every day this week or whatever else. And there's all the tips in how to do it better. You know, set realistic goals, mm-hmm. do this, do that. And those are all true and helpful. But what I hate is when you then fail because you haven't taken care of the original hurt. Big inhale. Go ahead. No, I, and I don't want to get off that part of the subject. But so I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here just because I'm very curious about this. I stopped smoking in 1998. Right. And I'd smoked for five years. Like I wasn't a lifelong addict, but I was to the point with smoking where like I would go out to drink. I'd buy three, three packs of Marlboro Reds. I'd wake up the next morning and be like, who smoked all my cigarettes? And it was me because I was, you know, that's it was drunk. You, I was, it was drunk, <laughs> drunk me sober. or well, I really wasn't As sober ever was. at that time. Right. But I was, you know, I was a pack a day, but when I'd go out, it was drunk me smoking three packs of cigarettes. And I just finally got to the point where I was in, I was in college and they were going up from 275 to three bucks. And I was like, whoop, that's too rich for me. I'm quitting. Every smoker right now listening to this just went, what? Yeah. (laughs) So again, 1998. But my, 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 my point is I decided I wanted to stop smoking. I had a buddy who I was, I was roommates with at the time. Who was also like, I want to quit smoking. Yeah. So we became like kind of accountability and it, it became more for me like, I'm going to win this thing. Like he's not, sm- I'm, I'm not smoking. He's not going to beat me. And then I just, I kept like piling minutes and, you know, days and, and then months on top of it to the point where I didn't smoke. So did I heal past hurts to get over that addiction to cigarettes or how did I quit? If, if I if, if past hurts didn't come into it, because for me, there wasn't any like, well, I need to look into my I was just like, I don't want to I don't want this dude to beat me and I want to quit smoking. What I would say is like I'm talking like willpower. Is there a situation where you can change just based on? Well, pure sure. Willpower? I mean, you can change behaviors in life mm-hmm. um, many different ways, but it doesn't mean you are healing. Mm hmm. Um, you know, at that point in time, so maybe it morphed into a different kind of a sure you did more of something else or, mm-hmm. or less of something else that was constructive, mm-hmm. you know, um, you can have, you know, what is it? The number of people that have gastric bypass surgery that become alcoholics. Right. It's like a, I don't know stag- the it's a staggering it's a number so yeah. you because you traded one for another and mm. you may not have been smoking out of a hurt. Mm hmm. You know, that may not have been the cause. No, it was more just because I didn't want my parents to catch me smell like pot. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore smoke cigarettes and they get masking it. There's a lot to unpack. There. <laughs> I'm just seeing if she's listening. Yeah, she's on. Hi, mom. <laughs> um, so, but that's an example of that wasn't necessarily. And so if you have this hurt that is causing you to, ple- ple- you know, pleasure yourself with chemicals. Mm-hmm. Well, you certainly had other chemicals at that time that you could then salve that wound mm-hmm. or that pain. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you just transferred it to another one. So a lot of times it's transferring instead of actually healing. Correct. Right. I got In you. that case. Um, 
yeah, I, I was purely curious because there I know people are like, I can do this on my own. And it's pure willpower and I'm, I'm good to go. Right. You know, and our guy, Daniel, uh, yeah, you know, he wrote in saying that we do set unrealistic expectations for ourselves. Totally. Um, and what breaks my heart again, and that's where I was heading was failure. Is, yeah. Then all of a sudden I feel like a failure and I feel worse. And so now guess what that is? That's another hurt. And whatever hurt is at the bottom of this pit is reinforced of, yeah, I'm not good enough or uh, it's my fault. I'm a loser. You know, wherever your hurts go, you get really angry that you failed again or you're like, I'm never going to try again because I'm afraid. Yeah. Or it's my fault. I'm such a loser or I don't even deserve to have, you know, to be okay. And I was going to say that resonates with me and like talking about like what Daniel's talking about when I started my, my running program. What helped me a lot was encouragement from you guys and some other people of like, like Brian, you were always like, dude, that's incredible. Like, and it's like, at the end of the day, like there's part of me, it's like, it's only a five, it's only 3.1 miles or whatever. Like mm, it's not such like, a lie. And, and like, but, but the other thing is like, there's people that could just do it right now if they wanted to, you know, but like me, it's, it's like, it's such an achievement. And there is a part of me, like you said, Jay, at the tail end of what you were saying that right there was like. I there's part of me that's like I don't deserve to do this, mm. you know, and it's like like where does that come from? And that know? and like pisses me off and, right. and makes me so sad, right? Because you're the only one that thinks that, I right? I know, and I'm fully aware of that. And you get it, you get I it, I get it, I get it, and but it's like it's amazing to me that it's still that's still in me. And you were talking about oh, I just put you in, like the woman was saying oh, it's in the past, it's in the past, it's in the past. That's the old Eric. No, <laughs> it, that, that, it is very much me today. Like it's still a struggle and it's mm. still like a, like I don't feel like I'm good enough or I don't feel like I deserve this or, you know, you're not going to get up tomorrow morning, but like a lot of the rejoicing and the encouragement, like those, it, it was so helpful. And a lot of like the whole emotional need process has helped me just stick to it this time because like I'm going out tomorrow morning. Yeah, like, you are. You know, I chuckle because I've always said that when Maggie was running across the room, I said it's the way you run every day. So now every morning, <laughs> I imagine forward. you're just tilting your head forward and having your arms and legs catch up to yourself. <laughs> if I got to get that, make, trying to make better time, that's what I do. That's what you got to do. Head gotta lean the head a little bit more. <laughs> It'll you, help you out. For those of you who uh, are listening and, and don't see us on Facebook, my my head is enormous, <laughs> and so is Maggie's. Maggie, true. Um, and so. I hope one of your resolutions this year is to maybe open up the door to the emotional side of your life to look at, boy, how did the hurts that I had growing up affect me today? And is there a way that I could be courageous enough to look into that and to find somebody or three idiots at a podcast um, mm. that we could walk through and, and look through your hurts and look through your past and, and join you in those moments and maybe comfort you a little bit. I mean, hopefully you can have some people in your world that you can do that with. Um, but maybe that's your resolution is to address the hurts that have been nagging at you all these years. If somebody doesn't want to take the step to find other people to talk to, like with us, like say, say you're, you're, you know, your, your very first step is I want to do something, but I need to just do it in, in my own home. Like, can they write the letter? Can they sit there and say, these are all the things that have hurt me? Like, what would be a good way for that kind of person who maybe doesn't want to reach out yet to get started on that journey? Hmm. 
It's got to have another person's shared experience. Got to have a shared experience. Got to be somebody somewhere. That's why I said it can even just be us because we'll, you know, mm-hmm. you can use a different name. Because if you, the letter you're talking about is a therapeutic letter where you get all your hurts out about somebody who has hurt you mm-hmm. or let you down, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe more often than not, not on purpose, you get all those emotions out. If you write that letter, but don't have someone to comfort you. All mm-hmm. you've done is bring all those hurts to the surface. It'd be the worst. But they could, they could, <laughs> they could write the letter. That could be the first step, and then say, "Hey guys, I wrote this letter." Like, and send it to us. Yeah. Oh. If we would then read it and comfort them, we then it's okay. It them. Okay. Yeah. If they could receive that comfort, right? Yeah. Sure. Gotcha. You know, unless they'd be like, "Yeah, no, absolutely, that's what we would love to do." Mm-hmm. And again, you can use a different name. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that doesn't matter. Um, but. And, and again, I'm not here to discourage anybody from saying they're going to run a marathon or lose 100 pounds right. or whatever else. Just know that our heart is with you because you if you fail and it'll make it. Yeah, easy. I almost it, said when it'll make that goal that you've set for yourself a lot easier to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll be able to do better. You will be able to do better. And <laughs> who <laughs> couldn't do better than Rob Gronkowski? Ah, oh, Rob Gronkowski. So Unreal. I, I miss this uh, on New Year's Eve and and. Brian, you shared this with the group here. Um, but Steve Harvey, stunned after Rob Gronkowski spikes Lego head on New Year's Eve. For like for those of you that don't know, Rob Gronkowski is a former New England, former Penn, uh, not Penn Hills, Pittsburgher, uh, went to Woodland, Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills. Woody High. Junior Woody High. high right? And I think he was in the senior high. Oh, okay. Uh, at least, maybe only it was for a year or two. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He was matter. taking junior high classes as a senior. He was <laughs> also... <laughs> Burn. <laughs> he was also a New England Patriot and had a very uh, successful career, but cheater. always always a, a big personality. Yeah. Just like picture a frat boy that's made it big into the NFL. Like he this a dude gigantic just, doofus. Yes. A big successful weird doofus guy. And never and arrested. Never arrested. Never in trouble. Right. Yeah. A cheap hit every once in a while, but whatever. Kinda hard to hate. Oh, I'd, I mean he's he's the 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 patriot that I probably least hate. So, anyways, <laughs> he's he's retired now and he's now working as a Fox Sports analyst. Yes, and uh, uh, so Rob Gronkowski spoiled Steve Harvey's New Year's Eve. The former Patriots tight end's antics left Harvey incredulous Tuesday night during New Year's Eve with Steve Harvey on Fox when Gronkowski took a Lego model of Steve Harvey's head, which was really accurate, by the way. The videos, uh, we'll have the video. That in the person show knew Lego. And dude, Ethan just put together a Yoda Lego, yeah. a Lego Yoda, yeah. and it took him like three days to do it. This so must this have, thing, yeah, this thing is Legos huge. are insane nowadays. Anyways, they're not just for hurting your feet anymore. <laughs> That's right. Um, Lego model of Steve Harvey's head and spiked it to the ground as he did with footballs during his NFL career. The head completely broke apart, and Gronkowski flexed afterward before kicking some of the Legos around. And Steve Harvey said, Are you serious? On the air, in Times Square, after the Gronk spike. I don't want to work with him no more. Why is he here? Why are you here? And that's all on the air. <laughs> yes. Yep. What is wrong with you? You're mentally imbalanced. This nut right here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He said this nut right this here. This nut right here. As the 62-year-old Harvey ripped Gronkowski, the 30-year-old Super Bowl winner, danced in a throwback-style football uniform featuring a navy shirt with a yellow number 87 on the front and an old-school leather helmet. And when you watch it, it is cringy, man. Like, it is awkward yeah. watching him, like, because he doesn't quite get the head right away. Like, it's not very fluid. And then he finally does it. And, like, Steve's just like, yeah. 
there's no way this isn't happening yeah. this is oh this is happening <laughs> and then he just goes off it's it was fantastic and to me the part was he he kicks like the one last like big piece the, the, that's still together, still together yeah. like like that's like insult they, injury they look so the pieces look so little yeah <laughs> like i was like and there's oh like a drain God. in the middle like <laughs> someone went on the train i'm like this is man whatever he should, he should do better he should do better so like you alluded to, Jay, at the beginning, where when we originally did this segment, it wasn't just to make fun of people; it was also to kind of diagnose what's going on with, right. with this. What do you What do you take about that? Well, I mean, his whole thing is his persona, Gron- Gronkowski, right? Yeah, you know, Gronk, Gronk, you know, Gronk. Gronk Smash. Yep, and yeah. that's why he smashes football. So, what's his thing? Oh, smash Legos. Yeah, and and be outlandish and everything else. And what I see, and again, who am I? But it's it's sort of why isn't why do you have to be bigger than life itself? Like who really is Rob Gronkowski? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does your image have to be bigger than reality? What's wrong with the reality that you have to be the outlandish? You know, why, why isn't what you are good enough? Why do you have to be bigger than life itself? And so for me, it's, I mean, I would assume being a superstar athlete, it was always based on, Oh, look how great his athletics is. Mm. And then when that need isn't met, because everybody's good. Well, then I have to be bigger than that, and I have to be more outlandish than that. Like, yeah. I would love to sit down and actually just talk with him, and and find out who really is he. Yeah, because it's not that, right? You'd hope, right? Um, it's kind so, of similar to like the one upping kind of thing, where if you're a, like, I like I'm a classic one upper, and like through emotional needs. Wait, <sighs> what? Do you think so? Oh, but I used to, like I have to. Like, we just talked about this like two weeks ago. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, like, I would have a story ready to go, like, at anybody's story that I had something but See, I would think go. it would be, as a function of you, being more a included so that I don't look like I'm out of place. I don't think you took value in having the best story. No, but that's why. Okay. Right. So, but now that I've learned what I've learned, like, at first I had to really, like, try hard, like, don't say it, don't. Like say your better story or equal story or whatever uh, that you think is better or whatever, and I had to, like think of that with purpose when you know initially learning this. And now I'm just like I just like to rejoice with people when they have a great story, even right. though like I could totally say something I I don't, right? You know, and I'm more comfortable with myself and 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 not doing that. But similar to like how Rob is, so you I, think I'm the large I'm the big you know and it's a, a one upper type of thing is that? But he's one upping himself. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, always do bigger, more, because what he is in in of itself. I want to fit in. I'm the one upper guy. Me, Rob wants to fit in. He's the Gronk Smash guy, and he yeah, it's the it's the way that he feels like that's me. That's who I need to be, and that's who you know people are going to think it's cool, and like that's what I need to do. And I, I heard a I heard a um, a sermon today this morning, and um, nobody likes a bragger. And <laughs> it was the majority of people just feel like they're a fraud and like how many people out there are just like, I'm going to get found out. This isn't really me. Mm, sure. And like, so is that like, I'm putting this up and then deep inside he's like, man, if, if people really knew me, if people really knew who I was, sure. like they wouldn't laugh at me. They wouldn't do this or they, they would, you know, right. appreciate who me knows more, what's in or, the past. Cause he could have been rejected cause he was mm-hmm. the really big kid. Right. You know, he could have been six foot tall in first grade. Right. Right. And everybody might have made fun of him. And so now he has this need for acceptance. Mm-hmm. So therefore this pleases people and gives me what I need. You know, it could be, belonging like oh 
I have this need to be the one that everybody likes or thinks is the greatest part of the crowd. So they want to be around me. So it's not acceptance so much as it is belonging and that, that I belong to something, you know, it mm-hmm. can be that it can be lots of things, but I guarantee you it's born out of a hurt. And then Steve Harvey was obviously, you know, pretty upset about that. Like what's what you, know? well, you think almost too much. I don't know. If t- I mean, I no. I think it was an extreme reaction to, to break code or you know to break he definitely felt disrespected oh yeah disrespected so you think or even to a lack i would say almost a lack of security sure Mm. you know and i don't know his upbringing you know i would say security respect i mean if you had to look at it on the surface right to see him flipping out like that weird seeing your lego head smash on the ground it would like because like like he (laughs) probably when somebody when whoever whoever brought that out was like wow you have this you had this lego you know bust made for me yeah and then you had to put together and you had to brought here. Yeah, yes. I'd be a little insulted too. Yeah, you right. know? Right. Because totally. somebody took the. T- now, yeah. if somebody was comfortable with their emotions, they're like, well, that sucks. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to have to go talk to somebody about it, but I'm not going <laughs> to flip that right now. Yeah, I'm not going to look bad. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think I don't think Steve Harvey looked bad. I think he was justified, which probably speaks to my I need was, for it was, respect. It was, it was probably the greatest moment in New Year's TV in. Since 20, Jenny McCarthy started years. kissing a bunch of dudes. <laughs> Or when they brought back, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dick, Dick Clark, Clark after he was him. dead for 20 years? Uh, yeah. The animatro- that animatronic bad. Dick Clark. Right. Oh, that was pretty That was bad. real bad. That was cringeworthy. Or okay. Anderson Cooper this year. What'd he do? Uh, he, he said the C word, uh, telling a joke. No. Yeah, he said his Crinkle? 94-year-old grandmother asked, who has the biggest oh, in my Hollywood? Goodness. And he wow. said it live. Who has the biggest? Yeah. That is, or yeah, oh, Anderson Cooper. It, yes, I think she meant it figuratively. Yeah, but still, <laughs> that's a word you just don't say. Oh my gosh, Dateline. Yes, Somerset, <laughs> Massachusetts. A woman in Somerset, Massachusetts, who owns a palm reading business, is accused of stealing tens of thousands of dollars. No, by nature, <laughs> from a client, and police are concerned more people have fallen victim to her alleged scam. No. Police launched an investigation into Tracy Milanovic, owner of Tracy's Psychic Palm Reader on County Street, after a resident reported Milanovic tricked her into giving her about $71,000. Wow. When do better gets sad. According to Somerset Police Chief George McNeil, McNeil said his detectives discovered Milanovic convinced the victim her daughter was possessed by a demon and cash and household items were needed in order to rid her daughter of the spirit okay so that's a con that's not a this lady is just giving this woman money yes she took psychic to another level and just became a so con she artist. took advantage okay a grifter because at first i was like all right well this lady just gave her money and i mean what's there's nothing wrong with that but that that's kind of wrong yeah uh the 37 year old was arraigned in fall river district court on monday on six counts of obtaining property over 250 dollars by trick Larceny over twelve hundred dollars and intimidation of a witness. Mm. So she threatened her too. Yeah. So I will say Tracy do, Milanovic. Do better. Do better. But you know, some people and a large group of people can't do better. That's right. This might be our biggest do be- can't do better. I ever. have some queued up too. Oh dang it! <laughs> Come on, Twitter, do better. I had this all queued up. Ah. <laughs> oh. Hang on. Go. Do you want to? Oh. I'll take it while you're while you're getting it up. Um, so, Anthony <laughs> Bo. <laughs> Anthony Bo. 
Bovillere? Is that how you pronounce it? Bovillere? I got it. Okay. I got it up. All it's right. right here. That's right. Um, yes. Anthony Bovillier. There it is. Yes. I'm a hockey player. Yeah. So I, this is I near. Knew you, this I knew you wouldn't butcher it like me. Near and dear to my heart. Uh, finally gets Anna Kendrick's attention with the help of some internet myth-making. So Anna Kendrick's is a, um, uh, an actor, and she was in P- Pitch Perfect, and, you know, cutesy little girl actor. Um, <laughs> so this Send ho- emails this <laughs> to Brian Herr <laughs> People at off. Um, You know, she's, she's, she's been in some fun movies. She's and a Hollywood movie star. She's a Hollywood movie star, and this hockey player... Wanted to get her attention on Twitter, so he he just emailed her and or uh, tweeted her and said hi, and then all these literally people, hi yeah hi and then hi all, Anna Kendrick That's like this dude's squad this dude's wingmen <laughs> and women just started coming out and started also tweeting on that thread and I'll read some of them. Hey man, thanks for letting me use your gear during that fundraiser you you held for the animal shelter to save puppies. Your cup was way too big, but other than that, everything worked fine. Thanks again. <laughs> Another one. Thanks for performing open heart surgery on me, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me borrow your Lambo the other day. Always appreciate when you let me use your private jet. Yeah, man. The kids at the orphanage love when you come by to volunteer. And so on and on and on. These people all just started chiming in to just, you know, make this make this hockey player. Because these things aren't true. These are not true. They're no, just they're making, doing him, to make look him look good really for good. this lady. And so finally she <laughs> she basically was just said, well, she, this is my entertainment. She said, these replies have been my entertainment for the last two days. Thank you all for rega- regaling, regaling, regaling me. me with the true, true tales of this man's heroism. And then like two tweets later, somebody tweets her, here's the schedule for January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now you got to find out like she's got to, I mean, you can't just leave it at that. You got to at least go on one day. Because then you gotta go on if one not. Day. She has to do better. Oh, I love the fact that somebody right. said, thanks for donating your kidney. And then like two comments later was, it is awesome. He gave me his other one. <laughs> it's a great thread. We'll, and we'll that's one of the times you're just like, see, social media can be a good thing. Yes. yes. And like where everyone's just coming together yeah. and everyone can't do better. That's right. And she actually, like if you, if you look at her Twitter, um, she actually has a pretty good one too. Like, she is funny. She's legit she, yeah, funny. She, yeah, she's yeah. legit funny. Yep. Good. And that's how we love to end the show. And I can't do better. That is show episode 57. We are so glad that you joined us around the table. We do hope that you have a great new year and continue to listen to us throughout this year. Um, we're going to continue to delve into some um, you know, topics that are going to be very helpful to you. Um, we encourage you in your um, New Year's resolutions and uh, again, go to lunchtimeinrome.com. That's where you'll find all the things past episodes. Um, if you're not mm-hmm. familiar with the cup, like we talked about, the emotional cup, not, or not the, the one from the hockey, not the player. one from the hockey players right. thing, but the emotional cup or the letter or some of the other things we've talked about, um, we've obviously explored those in previous episodes. So please go back and listen to those. We have show notes. Uh, we'll include the show notes here for recipes and and uh, the social media links and stuff that we uh, talked about tonight. Um, and so with that, we are going to say goodbye. Happy New Year! See you next week. Bye.